places to learn and not as good places to learn. But I, I feel that I learned from the best. Uh, I feel very strongly. So, so yeah. Very, very cool. Um, awesome, man. So, uh, uh, and, and I apologize. How long have you been, how long have you been in the practice? Since 2017. 2017. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, let me see what we got here. Trying to bring up our, uh, our mini agenda here. One second here. Yeah. One second, Kate. Let's see what we're going to jump into. Uh, oh, damn. I forgot to even, I forgot to, I'm not even following my own schedule. Man, we got to start out with shout outs. Uh, shout out OU Chris. Uh, shout out Jacob. Shout out Late Night DJ. And shout out Brittany. Shout out Marcy. Big bad hyphy in the house. We got Finlay all the way from overseas across the pond, as they would say. We got Eddie. We got uh, Peter Tang. Oh, my God. You know, it's a riot when Shane the Truth is here. Uh, we got Two Fly, Lady Lumi, and Thick Meat. Uh, <laughs> thick Meat gets me every time. There's a funny story about that, and it's uh, it's not sexual at all. Um, and so uh, Thick Meat, man. Uh, let's see here. So we were able to... to, to um, get a little bit of history from Kate Scheller. Um, did I say your name correctly, by the way? Very close is Sheeler. Sheeler. I'll, I'll okay. accept Scheller. No, that's okay. I'll answer to it. All right. Uh, Ms. Sheeler here uh, is mm -hmm. a hypno-sex therapist um, yep. and uh, got her start, wasn't, uh, seven years ago. Um, let me see here. So I think what we're going to do is we wanted to kick off um, immediately uh immediate with audience questions i'm gonna go with the first one that eddie had had mentioned um uh, very early on and eddie's the one that kind of submitted he submitted two questions and i'm going to use both of them but one of them um was about uh um if you could explain or, and recognize that there are a lot of women, and I hope I'm phrasing this correctly because this one he didn't write down, but I remember it. And it was along okay. the lines of um, that there's a lot of women who can't orgasm, um, uh, I guess, uh, vaginally, and they're only able to do it clearly, and that there's a lot of women who fake it on a regular, regular basis. But what is the science behind that? What What's happening there? Is that, uh, is that truth? Do they fake it more than we know? Uh, where are we at in this sector and what can you explain about it? Okay. Well, there's a few points here that I want to make. The first one is a lot of people don't realize that the clitoris, what we see, it's like an iceberg, right? So what we see with our eyes is just the very tip of the iceberg. That's the clitoris as we know, you know, that's what we touch and rub and stimulate. However, the clitoris is actually runs very deep inside it has huge amount of nerve endings. It's more like a wishbone. So it runs all through the lips and all inside the vaginal walls. So when you are having sex and you are having vaginal sex and no one is stimulating your clitoris in the way that you think about it, your clitoris is still being stimulated. It's being stimulated by the bodies moving, bumping into each other, rubbing. That is still stimulating the clitoris. Most people don't realize that. Um, so even when you are women that are having, you know, vaginal only, that's what a lot of people think, um, intercourse, that's not really the case. They're still being stimulated. Their clitoris is still a huge part of that equation. So it's kind of, um, it, it's kind of not true that there's this clitoral or vaginal orgasm. That's a bit of a myth. They're all one and the same. And, uh, however, the second point you made was, you know, can some people only have clitoral orgasms? Um, everybody has, every woman has clitoral orgasms, whether or not she's touching her clitoris with her hand or with a toy, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. That they are one and the same, one is not. And then, yes, you could have more stimulation on the G-spot, more vaginal stimulation, is putting most of your effort into the clitoris, but they are one mechanism. And so I really want to dispel this idea that there are there are two kinds of orgasms and that one woman could achieve an orgasm vaginally. It, she's still achieving it clitorally. So um, they're one and the same. And the vaginal intercourse um, it, it isn't a gold medal. Some people think like, oh, like, you know, 
she can achieve uh, vaginal orgasm and she can't, um, which again, that is just not true. Um, and it really leaves a lot of women feeling less than when they feel like they can't, quote, achieve that. Um, but, you know, most people just don't understand the mechanisms at hand and how much the clitoris and those nerve endings are involved in every kind of orgasm. So um, the reason, the second point you said was faking it. Um, yeah, a large percentage of women, about 70% of women claim, you know, say that they have faked an orgasm at least once in their life. That doesn't mean they're regularly faking it, but have faked it. Interestingly, um, when women are asked about how, if they have had to fake an orgasm during sex with another woman, the numbers are very, very low. So there is a huge gap there. So dudes are just doing it wrong. <laughs> well, I think that, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically. Uh, but I, uh, I think that most people don't understand that it can take a full 45 minutes for a woman to become completely and sufficiently aroused and lubricated. And when that happens, you're, you know, you actually, everything stretches out inside. It becomes extremely pliable. Um, you know, a lot of people complain that sex sometimes hurts. And that is most of the time because not enough time is going into getting the woman properly aroused. And so, um, you know, when that happens, women often end up feeling bad for their partner. They don't quite understand. They think they're at fault for it and they fake it. Interesting. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a workout. You kind of got to, got to warm up first, except normally we, uh, we warm up about uh, 10 to 15 minutes for ladies. It's going to be about a 45 warm up, 45 minute warm up, And then we can get in there and start doing the calisthenics. <laughs> well, you know, and of course, sometimes something happens and two people are just like super turned on. Um, they're horny, they're going at it, everything works faster, right? We've all seen that. Um, but um, not not all the time and not every woman and on in, in general, it's about a, you know, a 30 to 45 minute period. Um, the other thing that a lot of people don't realize, and it leaves a lot of couples confused, is that um, most women in studies show that most women, um, they don't get turned on. I'm going to say that for lack of a better word. Um, like, you know how sometimes um, someone, usually a man, could be very quickly turned on and just the idea of something gets them aroused and they're ready to go. Um, women tend to not feel that physical arousal until after they are taking part in like intercourse or, or um, sexual activity, meaning they don't feel horny until after they've been stimulated physically. Interesting. They need to be so, stimulated physically in order to feel horny, um, basically, in the, in the most simple terms. And a lot of people don't understand this is actually the vast majority of women and men are the exact opposite. So many times men are like, hey, do you want to have sex? You're in the mood. She's never in the mood. And you actually, for most women, have to take the time. And women have to understand this and do this as well. Create that and create a good, sexy environment and allow themselves to become horny, to become aroused, to become in the mood. Ah, so all these uh, cheesy pickup lines that I do on my wife not working at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolute failure. <laughs> all right. Uh, good to know. Um, so interesting. All right, man. Uh, so I think we'll jump into the. Um, I think we'll jump into the to the next question. I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I am shocked. I didn't know that about the forty five minutes. Uh, so I, I think some of these dudes are going to have to up their uh, uh, their their uh, time game, uh, right? I mean. <laughs> I will say, though, that some of this can be achieved with no touching at all, um, because the brain really is the most powerful sex organ. And the our brain and our bodies respond to ideas in the mind, to images in the mind, very, very much so. It's very powerful to our subconscious. And so you can sometimes shorten that time period 
when you do things like um, read her a white tech. paper about NFTs. Yeah. Oh, God, get her wet every time. <laughs> That's the key. Like, uh, get her going. <laughs> nothing gets you. Nothing gets you hot like a nice white paper, right? Um, all right. So exactly. Beautiful. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. I was throwing in a joke there, but really, what, what's what's the answer there? Basically, you can do some of that work. Isn't just physical. It can be mental too, right? So, if you are, you know gonna have sex and you do some sexting leading up to it you spend time during the day teasing it and getting each other in the mood mentally that can shorten the amount of time it takes for a woman to become totally you know fully aroused and ready and lubricated damn all, all kinds of tips here man just uh just put in that work right put in a lot yeah. of time into this uh leading up yep. to it beforehand all right excellent all right. Uh, so this one also comes by way of Eddie Money's, and he said, uh, "I would like to know about the subject of energy exchange during sex, as this is an intimate action for humans. What kind of energy is being shared or left when you have sex? Can this be bad to have multiples? Uh, can this be bad to have multiple sex partners? Also, does the energy you share last forever, or is it temporary?" Um, and then the opposite of that, what are the effects of creating synergy with someone while being intimate when considering everyday things like mood, uh, eating, creativity, et cetera? And I can break that up into several parts if you need me to. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty uh, heavy-duty question. Um, I would say that this is more on par with tantric sex and, and the concepts of tantric sex and lovemaking, which really is about the exchange of energy. So um, I'm assuming, I, I don't know, Eddie, you said, asked this question. Yes. Um, I don't know if Eddie is already engaging or doing some research into Tantra. Um, if not, he should, because it sounds like that's, you know, really the world that he's talking about. Um, you know, I mean, I the transfer of energy is, I think we all have different terms for how we, you know, some more woo-woo and some more direct, there's masculine and feminine energy balances that we play with in sex, right? There's power dynamics is a form of energy exchange that we play with in sex. Um, and I, I think that if you're in tune with that and your partner's in tune with that, I think that's all interesting i think it's stuff you can do through breath work breathing together breathing while you have sex at the same pace right is a way of connecting those energies um what was it can you give me some of the specific questions um yeah. so he wanted to know uh about the subject of energy exchange um and he says uh what kind of energy is being shared or left when you have yeah. sex and can it be bad to have multiple partners sharing that, I guess, sharing that energy, is it, is it, is it bad to do with, with multiple partners? I don't think there's a single answer for everyone on that subject that I could ever give. I do think that energy is a, um, unlike other resources, it is not finite, right? So energy, sometimes you need to renew it, but it is, something that has the potential to be constantly renewed, you know, never ending. So I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with having an energy exchange with multiple people as long as it's consenting and above board, you know? Um, and I, you know, and it, it's, a, it's an individual thing of how much energy, you know, that you are interested in exchanging with other people. Um, you know, making love is all about the exchange of energy. That's kind of what it is, but this is more of a tantra term. Um, and I think that I, I'm not sure that I am the right person to answer because I don't practice tantra. Um, so I, it's energy exchange is not something that I really, that's not a term I use a lot in with clients or in my own love making, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I got it, man. Uh, but uh, definitely. So I guess your referral is for him to uh, uh, look at more tantric uh, topics, books, research, uh, D-Y-O-R, as we say here, uh, in the yeah. research um, in tantrics uh, type stuff, right? 
Yeah, people. There's a lot of people that go really deep into it. I know in here in Vegas, where I am, there's a there's a tantric meditation group. Um, and it, tantra, a lot of people think of it just as sex, but it's not. It's also it, it really isn't sex sexual in you know by nature. Um, so it's a meditation. It's in um, with a tantra foundation, and also people do reiki and all kinds of ways to kind of harness that. So absolutely, there's a lot of resources for that. Very cool. Uh, excellent, man. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I've pulled up uh, a couple uh, things uh, from the internet regarding relationship advice. I'd love to get your take on each one of these. Um, okay. And, uh, and then uh, we may even dive deep into, uh, we may be able to dive into a, um, I, I'm familiar with a lot of these audience members. Uh, so we may, we may be able to talk about, um, uh, Jacob and, and why it must be it has to be that uh, uh, so many so many women have just misunderstood Jacob um, and we're hoping that maybe you might be able to, oh, to help with that okay. Um, okay. but let's first let's knock some of these out let's see uh, let, let's see which one of these uh, let's see what we got here okay? Um, okay let's see I think I'm gonna kick it off with a with a fire one uh, this one's an interesting one I thought okay so, uh, so my fiance brought up opening our relationship. I contemplated it, but I noticed there's a lot of limitations set by her for me. One, I'm not allowed to like, comment, flirt with girls on social media. Two, not allowed to hit up anyone she knows, Facebook friends, uh, friends that she's connected with. Um, there's a, they live in a small town, so she's connected with a lot of the girls there. Uh, to me, it's as, it's as if she wants it open so she can sleep with any guy any day of the week while I'm supposed to just exist and hope a girl slides into my DMs. I just don't see that being fair at all. When I brought up Polly Triad, me, her, and a shared girlfriend, she said no because she doesn't want to share me with anyone else. This is an <laughs> odd argument from my point of view. I mean, it's generally hard for a guy to try this because girls will either uh, avoid, ignore a guy in a relationship to avoid potential drama, uh, say they're not into sharing. But with her limits stacked on top of that, it just seems like once a one-sided offer. She was a bit salty about me wanting to keep it closed until we found someone who wouldn't be scared and open to do it. But then she started blocking girls I tried to reach out to. So it's like she's trying to burn bridges before anything gets initiated. Um, so they're wondering, you know, what, what advice does anybody have on this situation? Well, that is not at all what an open relationship is supposed to be. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, she's, um, she's way, 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 way out of line. Um, plain and simple. A lot of people <clears throat> get a little confused. Okay. So one of the things I like to ask people and I'm, they're not here with me, but like, what, what is her why? And what is his why as an individual? You know, why an open relationship? What are each one of them? Why would they want to do it? What do they want to get out of it? I can't ask her that question. Uh, but I would be very curious because it does sound like what she wants to, her why is that she wants to open up and she doesn't want him to open up. Um, you know, plain and simple. So uh, that just, it sounds super toxic and all wrong. And I would tell him to either not have an open relationship with her or leave. Because being in an open relationship with her, unless she's willing to do the work. I mean, if she's really willing to sit down, I, there's a lot of therapists that are um, into, you know, that are open to um, ethical non-monogamy and polyamory that you can meet with. That'll help you walk through it. But really, everybody has to be an excellent communicator and um, really a very generous kind of personality uh, in order to be successful. Openness is not control and it's the opposite of control. It's compersion. First and foremost, compersion is the feeling you get, the feeling of joy that you feel when someone you care about feels joy. It can be as simple as, you know, you eat a piece of cake, a dessert, it's so amazing. And you're like, oh, you have to try this. And you're excited for them to try it, right? For their pleasure. Same thing in open relationships. You know, you feel compersion when your partner is feeling good, when they're excited, when they meet somebody, that's compersion. 
and not everybody is it's not a it's not a better than thing but not everybody is up for that she doesn't sound up for it she's putting a lot of rules and the thing is is um you're two individuals even when you are a couple you don't stop being individuals so um the rules she's putting on she's just simply trying to control the situation control what he does while wanting full leverage to do what she wants and um so yeah i would say don't be open or get out interesting man i'm in no way uh, at all whatsoever in an open relationship but boy it reminds me of going out to eat with my wife uh where she wants to eat everything off of my plate but i can't touch <laughs> anything from hers um so exactly, exactly. We, we are team dude on uh, we are team dude on this particular uh uh issue subject yeah. problem team dude. Uh, team dude on that one okay no question all right yeah. Um, let's see here. So the next one I got for you is that, uh, I am worried that my sister has feelings for my girlfriend. Ooh. Okay. Hold on. I'm worried that my sister has feelings for my girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Got and it. While, while we're on the topic at some point, I would, uh, I don't, you know, um, well, maybe we might be able to cover it, but I'm so curious, dude, as to like, what is up with all the like stepdaddy, stepmommy porn stuff? I don't, I don't get <laughs> it. And, and, and I'm hoping you might be able to explain it to me later uh, in this conversation, but let's tackle this one first. I just want to put a pin in that one and uh, and we'll come back to it. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. My girlfriend and I have been together for 2.5 years and we have a really great relationship. My sister and I have always been close. So I was really happy when she and my uh, she and my girlfriend met and hit it off right away. They okay. get along insanely well, and it's awesome, or was awesome. It might be important to point out that they are both bisexual, okay? Um, everything was normal up until about three months ago. They started hanging out together more often than usual, taking day trips and having sleepovers and going for dinner, etc. I didn't care about it initially. I thought it was cool that the two most important women in my life were such good friends. What a good dude. Um, then my sister Amy <laughs> started making comments saying that if we ever broke up, she's first in line to date my girlfriend, Emily. She calls Emily her wifey and follows her around like a lost puppy. Amy says that Emily is our girlfriend, and I swear she gets jealous when I interact with her. Then, last week, I got home from work, and as I walked through the door, I could hear them chatting in the living room. This isn't out of the ordinary. It was what I heard that really bothered me. My sister said, holy fuck, I have such a crush on you in the most <laughs> lustful voice I have ever heard. I really hated typing that, he writes. Emily laughed, and their conversation moved on, but it really didn't sit well with me. So later, I asked Emily what they were talking about because I think context is important. She told me that they went shopping earlier in the day and were doing a little fashion show for each other. She said that those kinds of comments are normal between girlfriends and it's nothing to worry about. It made sense to me and I trust Emily. I decided to talk to Amy. I asked Amy how their shopping spree went, etc., and then gently asked her what the crush comment was about. She got very defensive and accused me of being jealous of her relationship with Emily and then told me to grow the fuck up. I'm not worried about Emily doing anything behind my back to betray me, and I never have. There's just something about the way my sister is acting that irks me, and I don't know who, how to approach this without blowing up any of our relationships. So what advice do you have there? What's what's the deal here? <laughs> uh, so the first thing I would say is, you know, it like walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. You know, it's probably a duck. It sounds like the um, questioner has thought about it. You know, they've, they're looking for context. They're being very understanding. But it sounds to me like, what they suspect is going on is absolutely going on. The sister has a big old crush on his girlfriend. Um, the fact that his sister responded so badly to the question um, also reinforces that most likely that's exactly what's happening. Now, he's asking what I should do, but I don't, I would have questions about what he, what he, he trusts his girlfriend, which is fine. Um, so what does he want? I would ask what, you know, does he, what does he need in order to feel better? Does he need to be convinced that his sister doesn't like his girlfriend? Because he can't, 
necessarily get that, right? Because it's perhaps you probably isn't her. So the next thing would be, do you need to have, is this about you and your girlfriend? Do you and Emily need to sit down and, and say like, I'd like, you know, to talk about it. Do you need your girl, your girlfriend to put up some boundaries? Is that what he needs? Is that what he would want? And to put up some boundaries in her friendship, is the girlfriend willing to do that? If not, if she says, no, I'm not willing to talk to her about it. I'm not willing to say, hey, you're my friend, you know, but there are some vibes and I just want to address it. If she's not willing to do that, he is in a difficult position. He can either live with it until something happens or he, you know, pushes that he has to sit down and keep trying with his sister. Um, I, tr- you know, I have to trust that he did ask her gently, as he said. Um, but he is in a position where he doesn't have a lot of control, unfortunately, but I would ask him what his, what his goals are and what his needs are. And we would go from there because I'm not sure uh, he said that yet. You know, yeah, does no, he yeah. need it to be, does, does he need it to come, does he need it to come to a head? Does he need it to stop from his sister? Because that's very hard to control. Right. Yeah, dude. That, I mean, I would think that that I'm not the dude, but I mean, I would think that that would be like the, the thing like, Hey dude, I, I really want my sister to stop hitting on you. Cause it makes me uncomfortable. Right. Right. But that is something that he can't, necessarily control what his sister does damn right? and you're not going to get her to be like yeah, no you know she she's she's on a mission to steal his girl man you know what i mean and it, so. sounds like it. it sounds like it and unfortunately you cannot control other people's behavior but you can you can voice your concerns you know uh, maturely firmly but you know gently but firmly and say listen i, I know that you flipped out on me last time I, I love you. You're my sister, but I am feeling these things. I'd like to be able to talk about it without you blowing up. When you're ready to do that, let's do that. You know, um, yeah, I think he has to keep trying. That's his only option. And I do think, you know, I do think that if my, uh, I do think his girlfriend could do a little bit of the lifting as well. I, you know, I would be surprised if she, isn't aware of the flirtation (laughs) you know like come on she knows so if she's playing dumb that is a little bit of a signal do do you know what i mean because if she has noticed it then that's her she also probably has an obligation to say hey friend i love you but i am in a relationship with your brother and i just feel vibes sometimes it makes him feel weird and, and i get it so can we cool it just with the you turn me on stuff but if she's not willing to do that, then I think he needs to talk to her about why that's the case. All right, man. Uh, very cool. So, Anon, if you're listening to this, there's your advice there. All right, so this is one that I picked uh, just from the, the title, but I haven't read through it. So we're going to find this one out together, okay? Okay. All right. My now wife just came out as a trans woman, and I don't know what to do. All right? So it goes, uh, note, please don't hate on me if I accidentally use the wrong pronoun for my now wife. If I mis- if I make any mistakes, let me know and I'll edit them out. I'm not used to using female pronouns for my spouse. That's fair. Okay, so she, she, it, she, is, she married um, him as a man, and now he is a trans woman. That is the situation? That's what I'm understanding. That's You Got and it. I are on the same page here. Um, so a few hours ago, my 26 female spouse, my 26 female, uh, and spouse, just 25, who was formerly male told me she was trans. We've been married for two years and we dated for three years before we got married. I don't know what to do. I'm a straight woman. I've never had any interest in being in a relationship with another woman, but I'm in deeply in love with my spouse and he wants to stay in a relationship, even though she's female now. And I don't know what to do. I can't imagine leaving her. She's the love of my life. I don't believe in soulmates, but if they do exist, we're soulmates. I feel really shitty because I keep wishing she uh, would tell me she changed her mind or she was joking or I'm dreaming right now or something. I love her and I want her to be happy. I don't want her to, I don't want her to stay male if she feels like a woman, but at the same time, things were perfect for me before now. And now I have two awful options, leave her and lose the love of my life or stay with him against my sexuality. What do I do? 
you know, this is one of those really tough things where there, the answer isn't going to um, satisfy her, most likely. Um, it's, it's wonderful that she loves her now wife so much and that she's willing to support her partner through their changes and wants what's best for her partner, even if it's not what is best for her. Um, however, um, sometimes loving someone just is not enough. There are two people in the relationship and they both have to want to be there to be there. And if you, you married a man and if your partner is now, that's a huge change. And so just as you are, you know, you support them in their journey. If that is not what you want for your life. And sometimes you have to say, I love you and I support you, but this isn't the relationship I entered into. And I, I need to be, you know, that's not, I can't be with you as a woman, even though I love you. Um, this is not the first time I've heard um, this very scenario, actually. And uh, it, it is hard and hearts break, but oftentimes people can remain supportive and have wonderful relationships and friendships with each other. Um, so she's, she's in a position to either choose to stay and open up and explore that side of her sexuality if there is a doorway, you know, to it. Or, because marriage is also sexual, support your partner, but end the sexual marriage portion of your relationship. Yeah, man. I mean, I got two things here. Uh, uh, One, all of these three people are way too freaking nice. And two, Kate, (laughs) uh, thank God I am not the relationship therapist. uh, Because when we go to guy number one, I'm like, run, homie. Uh, That's La Toxica. (laughs) You got to get the fuck out of that relationship. Uh, The second one, um, I'm I'm kicking both my sister and my girl to the curb. uh, Because I'm not dealing with any of this nonsense. Uh, And this one right here, man, I'm sorry, but you're not pulling the bait and switch on me i gotta bounce uh so it's not uh it's not uh it's not for me uh to be the relationship advice you are so good um at articulating these things in a very nice and kind way for us to understand um well you're very good at articulating articulating them in a very direct kind of way so they uh they both have their purposes uh there we go um all right beautiful so dude uh we got through those very awesome great advice um I, i i see why people people uh hire you and why you why you're uh you're so renowned in this profession uh awesome i love that a uh, lot very 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 educational stuff here um so uh let's get into let's get into stepdaddy porn what the fuck is going on <laughs> what, what is this all about i didn't grow up with step parents i have no idea what the hell um but jesus christ why is it what what the hell is happening here yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a step parent, so I also find it like a, excuse me, the heebie-jeebies a little bit. I'm like, what is up with it? I've noticed it too. It's uh, like every other porn is somehow related to some sort of step parent or stepchild, right? That's a thing. However, all of porn is extremes for the most part, right? It's gang bangs. It's a bunch of black guys and a white girl. It's, um, you know, uh, choking somebody. It's just the forbidden. It's just the naughty, right? Because porn, a lot of times people get all, all wrapped up. Hey, I liked watching uh, this porn where five 90-year-old men had sex with a, a <laughs> 19-year-old in a jail cell. Uh, is, is that my thing? And what's wrong with me? And it's like, you know, well, the thing is, is that Porn, just because you fantasize about something, does not mean that deep down inside you want to fulfill it. You might, but it really doesn't have to be significant at all. There are studies that show that uh, basically hook people up to monitors to um, look at their brain activity and even like lubrication and blood flow to their genitals and stuff. And they were shown all kinds of footage, right, including things that they consciously felt were disgusting or, you know, even like you know, animals having sex and all sorts of stuff, right? Well, in almost every single piece of sexual imagery or sexual video, both men and women got a sexual response. They might not have even been very aware of it. It wasn't a huge sexual response, but increased blood flow to genitals, for example, for women as well. Does that mean that secretly, 
and it's super turned on by watching monkeys have sex? No, not at all. It means that our brains respond to sexual imagery, plain and simple, right? And so when it comes to, and then, and then when it comes to like step parent stuff or almost any other thing you find in porn, it's just engaging the imagination. When we feel like we're breaking a rule of any kind, it's a little bit exciting, right? So all it is is engaging in, um, in ways to excite the imagination of the viewer, right? This is forbidden. So therefore, it's a little bit exciting that I'm watching it. So does it mean that everybody's out there trying to shag their stepdad or their stepkid? I hope not. And no. Um, but it just means that, you know, at our core, we are um, excited by what we're not supposed to do or watch. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Okay, well, you say it's okay. You're in a group full of just notorious degens. Um, these guys expose me to things that my, yeah. my virgin eyes and ears uh, should never uh, should never be exposed to. Uh, for instance, they just uh, they they just turned me on to nugget porn. Uh, have you looked at that? No, this is new for me. What is that? Oh, I'm not telling you. Uh, Come you on. Can, uh, <laughs> Come on. You're so good at uh, explaining I, I'll, be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest. How is it? <laughs> I don't even think, uh, I think I know what it is. Uh, and I only think I know what it is because of a meme I saw. Uh, Hold you know, on, I'm this Googling is, it now. <laughs> I'm going now. I'm going to find out since you won't tell me or too embarrassed to tell me. Uh, um yeah man please feel free I'm, i would okay i'm not sure that anything is even coming up for this on pornhub uh, okay. not specifically how <laughs> niche is this uh, it's pretty niche okay <laughs> uh so uh somebody with no limbs uh, oh right okay that makes sense now <laughs> that makes... <laughs> uh, okay okay but anything that you know the more you watch something so let's say you get into watching uh you know whatever something you think is crazy um we naturally escalate that's what we do right and we push our boundaries and we escalate to the next thing and we kind of like check that out at some point many people are just like you know fuck it what can i what can I watch that is weird and still get off to my partner and I sometimes we've been known we don't do this all the time but we've definitely done this a few times to like challenge each other to try to get off to the weirdest thing we can so like he'll text me some porn and be like I dare you to try to come to this and it'll just be foul and so messed up and I'm like alright let me go and then I'll see if I can masturbate and come to whatever it is that you sent me and I'll do the same thing and so far I've done it every single time <laughs> I've never not right so um, so uh, so yeah I mean I think that we, we naturally escalate sometimes it's our little sense of naughtiness sometimes we um we get used to things that are getting increasingly more extreme. And uh, so by the time you get to nugget porn, you're like, why not? Uh, but also, you know, people without limbs deserve uh, to get fucked too. So, uh, Beautiful, man. So I'm going through, I'm going through the comments. Folks are, uh, um, let's see here. Uh, they've got, they've got some questions. Uh, it looks like, so what I'd love to do, um, what I would love to do is to look, you guys can jump up stage and ask questions if you'd like. Um, I'm happy to ask them for you, but, uh, I do want to keep the show interactive. So you all are free to, to raise your hand and, and ask questions. Um, and what I'll do is I'll try to go through some of these to see what we have here. Um, let me see here. Dun, 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 dun. Let me see here. Um, somebody wanted me to ask specifically, uh, if you could, um, talk about, uh, more about the hypnotherapy stuff. Um, okay. they wanted to just kind of, I guess, get more information. And I suppose the question would be, let me see, let me see what I got here. Um, they're hitting me through my DM, so you'll just have to, uh, oh, yeah. you'll all have right. to, you'll have to, well, all right. So here's a funny one. Finlay asks, ask her how to stay aroused when the market is down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question uh how do you get over that mental hurdle 
Listen, I mean, you know, the serious answer to that would be to, um, well, you know, everybody's a little bit different. For example, my partner gets, he wants to, he gets like, um, he wants to have sex, wants to masturbate when he's stressed. That's how he feels better. And I'm the opposite. Like, I don't, I don't want to do anything when I'm, I can't get it up basically, you know, um, uh, when I'm stressed. So, you know, that is a challenge for some people, but I encourage you to just go watch nugget porn. You know? <laughs> uh, she hit us with the callback. Beautiful. Hey. Uh, let's see here. All right. So the, the, the specific question here um, was, could you ask her more about the hypno portion of her uh, sex therapy? I guess um, kind of maybe what it is that you, how you use hypnotherapy um, in your, in your sex therapy. <laughs> So actually, um, I am not taking, I, I will answer the question. I'm not taking one-on-one clients at the moment. I was taking, I was only doing therapy all day, every day, one-on-one with clients. Um, now I am doing a lot of videos, video content, teaching people about the subconscious mind, how it relates to the body and sex and erections and orgasms and all of that sort of stuff, teaching people through that kind of content and recording hypnotherapy that people will be able to download hypnotherapy for an array of very specific um, sex-related and, you know, dating-related issues. Um, And I'm really, right now I'm doing OnlyFans, and all of that content is out on OnlyFans. So I'm not doing one-on-one. However, some people do, um, can pay for one-on-one like uh, dating advice and relationship advice. And I talk to people one-on-one like I'm talking to you now. Um, but most of the stuff is going to be content they can download and listen to anytime. But about the hypnotherapy, the thing is, is I, I mentioned this before, that the brain is the most powerful sexual organ. It's more powerful than anything. Because think about this. When you are, it's like the, uh, when the market's down comment. When you are down on yourself or feeling low or feeling stressed, it's really, really hard to have an orgasm or have an erection, right? Think about how many times guys like are trying to have sex and they just get it in their head like that they're going to fail. Like, what if I can't get hard? What if I can't get hard? And then guess what? They're having sex and they're, having, they're struggling to get hard, right? And so that is the power of the subconscious mind over the physical body. He starts rehearsing what he's afraid of and look what happens. And so with hypnotherapy, you know, with all other kinds of therapy, talk therapy, anything else, what doing is they're trying to change through willpower, through conscious thinking, through, you know, analytical thinking. But if that was easy to do, all we could, all we would have to do to change is to think, gee, it would be better if I could be hard all the time. And then you'd be hard all the time, right? That would be so easy if you could just think in your conscious mind an idea and then that would fix your problems, right? That would be amazing, but that's not what happens. And that's because our, um, all these issues that we create for ourselves, they are created on an emotional level. They're created on a subconscious level. And so to change them, we need to change them at the subconscious level. And so that's why hypnotherapy can be active. It's a tool, you know, to access your subconscious mind where those issues were created, where those emotional hangs were created and change them there in your subconscious mind. And then your body will respond to those new ideas. Very, very interesting. Kate, mm-hmm. bringing in uh, education to the OnlyFans platform. Uh, yep. Dude, where do uh, where do we get a hold of you? Like, where can we see more of your content? Uh, how do folks reach out to you? Uh, yeah. What do we do there? Okay, so I'm on OnlyFans. It's at the Katie Cat. K-A-T-Y-K-A-T. At the Katie Cat. I am free. My account is free. And I have, like, 90% of my of my stuff is free. Tons of educational stuff. I'm on my DMs. You can connect with me there. And I also have a lot of sexy stuff too. And um, But really, I'm trying. I, I don't know anybody else on OnlyFans doing 
the same kind of thing that I'm doing. Um, maybe there's a couple others, but I haven't encountered them. And I'm really trying to um, ha- connect with people, have a sex positive, very open, non judgmental environment, and just give a lot of value to people. Dude, I love it. Uh, you were you were absolutely amazing. Um, I hope we can call on you uh, to come up for future ones. Uh, and to all you wimps in the audience saying that I was out of my league uh, with these questions, you guys couldn't even get up here and ask one. Don't come at me. Don't you dare at me. Uh, I'm the host with the most, geez. Uh, yo, uh, Kate, you were amazing, dude. You were awesome. Uh, super educational. Learned a lot. Um, it was a ton of fun. Uh, I really do. Oh, now they're requesting. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Look, I, I, okay. Now you're requesting. Got it. All right. Uh, I have to bring them up. Okay. Um, and I'm going to spare you. I'm going to spare you, Jacob, but do you have a couple more minutes for us? Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple minutes. All right. All right. So I'm going to hit, uh, lady Lumi first. Lady Lumi, thank you for joining us. Hey, I didn't realize we, I thought, I didn't catch when you invited us to ask questions. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No problem. Jump up. What, uh, you, got? what you got for us? I don't really have a question. I just didn't want you to think that nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed um, what you had to say. And I think, Kate, and I think it's really interesting to learn the ideas behind um, there's just a lot of stereotypes, a lot of tropes they are perpetuated in TV and movies about women, you know, like, Oh, I have a headache. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just really good to have these conversations and remind people in general that it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be women's women's sexuality. I feel like it's on two ends of the spectrum. It's either we're talking about like the darker sides of things, and assault mm-hmm. and like me too movement. And then there's jokes and, <laughs> and it's like, I just love hearing it being talked about in a serious way, normalizing it. You know, we're not as, as much as we love being degenerate. It's not a degenerate thing to talk about women and orgasms. And so thank you just yeah. for what you do. Thank you. And um, I appreciate your, your coming in and your feedback. I do think that movies and TV have also like confused everyone, women and men alike, because in the movies, you know, two people get together and you see him get on top of her and then she like moans and then that's it, that they had great sex at the same time. They came together, I guess, and it's just, (laughs) they always come together because that's that's good for TV. You can't have the, you know what I mean? You can't really that <laughs> no and uh, the truth is people uh, most of the time i mean really most of the time people don't come together and you know and that's just not how sex looks in real life and then a lot of guys watch a lot of porn and or movies and tv and they just don't realize and a lot of women actually don't realize and they're like well what's wrong with me you know and then everybody's just really hard on themselves and that's why we have this huge orgasm gap you know like uh for you know between men have an orgasm most every time that they have sex and women only regularly orgasm they say um like 30 percent of women regularly orgasm when they have sex with a partner with a male partner yeah that last detail <laughs> with a male partner when they're with a woman the numbers skyrocket so uh but yeah uh, I think, yeah, that's interesting. Thanks for letting me come up, Lorelord. Of course, dude. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to bring up Grant real quick. We're going to save the best for last. We're going to save Jake. Jacob has unique circumstances. Uh, we'll, we'll bring him up. We'll bring him up last. All right, here okay. we go, Grant. Okay, you keep mentioning this. I'm, I'm so curious. <laughs> Let's go, okay. Grant. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing great, dude. How are you? Loving the show. Oh, dude, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And thank you, Kate, for coming. Yeah. Uh, asking for a friend. This is this is not me. Um, do you have any advice for people on like SSRIs named Grant uh, who <laughs> cannot orgasm because of it? Um. Yeah. I mean, listen. I I think that um, it can be really. The answer here is a bit complicated. Obviously, I would talk about the value of sex, not just being in orgasm right 
we have a very orgasm focused um, idea of sex. I remember when I was first learning hypnosis and I was really learning a lot about the subconscious mind and I was reflecting a lot on my own life. I was applying what I was learning to what was happening in my life. And I remember I told uh, the teacher, who was also the, the therapist, and I said, you know, that I I can't orgasm with another person, and it was just this whole terrible thing. And and uh, and he was like, uh, so it was like everything about sex sucks. And I was like, well, no, no. He's like, oh, so like nothing feels good, or like, and I was like, no, no, yeah, no, things feel good. And and he's like, oh, okay, so like, what's the problem? And he was making a point, and I was like, oh, nobody had ever said like, so what to me before. And I realized that I had really created this box for myself where sex was a pass-fail experience for me. And that's no way to have sex. That's like a, you know, tunnel vision, first of all. Um, But it's a really easy way to feel like you're failing and feel like it's not good enough. And I realized also in that moment, there's so much about touch, connection, what we were talking about earlier, energetic exchange, um, sensuality. There's so much more to what sex can be than orgasm. Um, I also think that um, a lot more pleasure can be achieved using something like hypnotherapy, learning breathing techniques. Sometimes you can actually push beyond um, where you think you can, and some people can achieve orgasm. However, you know, does you know that feeling when someone like takes their nails up and down your arm, your forearm, and you get like goosebumps. Um, that feels good, right? I'm, and I, I'm actually asking you, like, is that something that feels good to you? Like any kind of touch? Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, the ethical slut. I do a lot of reading. Okay, good. Oh, good. That's a great book. Um, so I, I would really, you know, I would say my best advice is to and it sounds like you're doing it already, but to really open your mind to what sex means to you. And because sex really is just um, making each other's or your own body feel good, right? And there's just a lot of ways to achieve that. But also, um, you know, sex really happens in the nervous system and you can really learn to expand and on um, your relaxation of your nervous system and allowing natural processes to happen um, using hypnosis. Um, if you message me, direct message me through Twitter, I can um, send you some information on that if you're interested, give you some more information on that because that's a, a long, that's more than a few minutes time of talking. But if you do want to find me on Twitter or on OnlyFans, you can DM me for free. There's, there's no like money for that or anything. You good, Grant? You still there, homie? Yeah, I'm just, I'm doing it right now. Oh, you're okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you so much. Listen, yeah, guys, yeah. I know that, Kate, you, you've been so kind. Um, I, I don't want to dismiss, oh, you, Chris, or Eddie, but I do have to get to Jacob. Um, and Jacob requires a bit of a, a bit of an introduction uh, before we do it. He, okay. he, he uh, he's uh, the most interesting man in the world. I need to put that <laughs> out there right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I need to uh, I need to preface this with he's a, he's a little bit older. Okay, um, he he's a romantic. You need to know that uh, uh, Jacob is a romantic. Uh, anything he says comes from a place of love. Um, and, uh, for, for some reason, you know, I just feel like the ladies have Jacob all wrong. Um, he's been, he's been married several times, um, so that you can see that he's a romantic. He falls in love. Um, and he's married some very, very, uh, um, he's even married celebrities. Uh, so without any further ado, I'm going to bring up Jacob. Jacob, please. Best behavior. We love you. Best behavior. Here we go. Big bad Jacob in the house. How are you doing today, bro? What's up, homie? Ness? What's up, homie? What's up, Kate? Hey, uh, Jacob. That was quite an introduction. What do you have? Uh, to, what question do you have? I, I don't have a question. I got to agree with you on a few things that all the digits over here don't get it. So me and you <laughs> have a lot of uh, in common. Um, 
first of all, sex should be a ritual. Sex can cannot be rushed. Sex have to have touch, feel, energy. Um, you know how when you scratch your your nails uh, underneath your your knees, you know the, that kind of a feeling. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. Sex. It's every inch of a person's body. Sex is not a quickie. A quickie is a completely different element. If we're talking about true sex and real sex and sex and satisfying sex, and if you want, you can DM me and I can send you all kinds of information later. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Sex is looking at a woman's body or a man's body or, you know, but at this point, a woman's body. Uh -huh. uh, excuse me one second. Just one second. Mm -hmm. Jacob, I have to say that I, I got to disagree with you there. Um, sex can absolutely be a quickie. Sex can be a, you know, a quick fuck. It can be all kinds of things. And those can be loving acts. Those can be all kinds of things, even if they're quick and dirty. Sex happens in the mind, and sometimes it's exciting to feel quick or to feel used no. or to use someone. So that energetic exchange, that amazing sensual experience can take a lot of different forms. It doesn't necessarily uh, have to be long-term sex. No, I agree with you 100%. But if we're talking about the ritual of sex and not, mm -hmm. not a quickie mm -hmm. on, on top of a... Uh, kitchen counter or a table or you yeah. know, mm -hmm. elevator, rooftop, so on and so forth. I mean, the list is, is, uh, is very long and uh, distinguished. But, um, you know, um, when I'm with a woman, I sometimes act like a woman. In what way? Depends. In what way? It's, yeah. it's with, with feeling exactly what a woman wants. You know, sometimes she wants the masculinities. Sometimes she wants it. Sometimes she wants to be vulnerable. Sometimes she wants to be completely loved from head to toe. It all depends. It's like a case by case situation. Um, to be able to make love to a woman does not take ten minutes, a half an hour, forty five minutes. Oh, you know, I saw ladies that can come after ten minutes, and ladies that can come after an hour and a half. It can mm -hmm. go both ways. It's, it's everything about what you give to make it special. It's everything about what you do to make the person next to you feel like it's the most important thing in the world. Well, it sounds, yeah. like, um, sounds like you know what, what's up. Sounds like you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not like all those DJs that buying <laughs> goblins and, and things like that. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, I, I got to ask something from, uh, for, for someone that I saw on the space. Um, it's coming uh, inside a woman many times, good or bad. Is coming inside a woman many times? Do you mean like, I'm sorry, do you, what exactly? Several, several times during sex. Is it, does it do anything bad for yeah. a woman? No, I, I mean, sometimes so. semen, and this doesn't have to do with the amount of semen, but certain people's semen um, will just naturally kind of cause some women to have, um, unfortunately, get like, you know, BV or different kinds. It's just like sometimes um, the pH and acidity doesn't interact well. But no, there's no issue with women are, you know, women can orgasm multiple times, meaning women can take a lot of loads, you know, so... No, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, after 40, it might be time to stop, but, you know. I got to tell you, <laughs> man, uh, but, you know. mine is really bad. Uh, but both times I came in, my wife, uh, a baby came out. Um, so, oh. yeah, dude, it did. A whole human being grew inside of her. Um, That's so, how it works. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Look, uh, uh, Jacob, you were very polite on this call. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, I, I am doing my best. I'm doing my best. I hate porn. I don't like porn. It um, doesn't do it for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Like to be creative myself. Um, I think it's 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 ruining the, the the entire thing. It's like it's not you. It's like the uh, an idea 
not for me. For me, it's great men to women making the best out of it. That's what it is. Well, good for you. Yeah, Jacob would make a uh, very wholesome stepfather. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's go uh, let's go. With, oh, did he, he did he jump off? I was just about to get to uh, I was just about to get to Eddie. Uh, oh, you Chris, I saw that you had a question. You want to be the last question of the night? Nothing gone, goners. All <laughs> Nada. Right. Um, yo, so dude. Kate, thank you so much for uh, for being a part of this. Uh, really, I truly did. Uh, I loved this conversation. It was a uh, it was enjoyable. Thank you very much for being a, a part of the very first Naughty Show um, on Red Legend Studios. Yeah. Uh, I hope that uh, oh oh you Chris is requesting. God, see, as soon as I'm about to, you guys, you guys, we gotta we gotta set up a system here. Uh, oh you Chris, what do you got for us, real quick, homie? You there? Oh you Chris. Chris, Chris. Yeah, hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you. Yeah, hey. Hey, great to talk to y'all. I don't, I don't come up very often, you know. Lord, Lord, I'm always in the spaces. I love what you do, man. Kate, I love what you do. I appreciate you coming on, and and, and I, I love your profession. I think what you do is awesome. I'm an older guy. I'm 40, and so as you get kind of later in life, you start to appreciate all the stuff even more. Um, but I, just, I was actually coming on because I, you know, I kind of requested to speak when Grant was asking a question earlier. And so I was just going to add to it. Just cause I'm a, I'm a doctor by profession, um, and, and, and kind of approaching it from that direction, you know, the SSRIs, I mean, that's a completely chemical thing. And unfortunately that's a, that's a known side effect. Yep. You know, of that medication, there's only so much you can do. I mean, they talk about trying, unfortunately when people are on SSRIs, you either have to switch to a different medication or a lot of times you have to. You know, oh, you're, you're getting yep. rugged, bro. Right? Yeah, right, no, I got rugged. I got rugged. You all right? You're good. All right, we good. Hear me? Oh yeah. So you, you either have to get off the medication all the, all together, or you have to actually almost kind of schedule your um, your encounters. You have to schedule your sexual activity, which takes the spontaneity out of it. You got to schedule in a way where you you come off of the medication uh, days ahead and try to handle it that way, which obviously kind of takes some of the spontaneity, some of the fun out of it. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's almost kind of a completely separate problem. It's not a, it's not necessarily a mental problem, a mental block, uh, you know, not getting it up problem. It's just, it's purely a, a chemical imbalance, but I just kind of wanted to add that. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Chris, what kind of doctor yeah, are no, you? I, I would never, I would never give anybody and that's why I don't, um, you know, I would never say, well, you need to get off your medication or you need For to, sure. I never want to even, touch that because that's Absolutely. not, you know, I'm not, there, I'm not anybody's medical doctor. So, but right. I do want people to, to, I guess what I want people to do is be a little bit kinder to themselves, um, For sure. so, you know, and, and open their minds. Even people who have no problem with orgasm, most of us could open our minds about what we think of as sex and how we connect and how we enjoy our bodies and other ways to feel pleasure. I, there's somebody that is, that I know well, that is very close to me that was recently paralyzed. And, mm. and so that is something that has been, you know, really front and center in my mind is, is sex, right? So all of a sudden you're forced to think of sex differently, or you're just going to be in, you're going to mourn the loss of it unless right. you can find other ways to enjoy your body and other ways to enjoy other people's bodies, whether it's, you know, touch, whether it's um, using your, your mind more, your imagination. There's something called erotic hypnosis, which is um, not what I do, although I've been considering kind of recording some for people, but it's basically hypnosis to turn you on, not to do therapy to help you in the future, you know, have an erection, but have an erection, for example, or just right now to be turned on. And, um, so, you know, stuff like that, because it's, you know, you can really use the power of the imagination to enjoy sex in different ways without orgasm. And that's really, you know, the best way that I can help people is, is through, through that. But I, you know, don't ever want to tell anybody to change their medication. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree. I think you hit on some really important points there. You never want to tell somebody. He's taking the medication for, you know, seemingly 
you know, we're assuming an appropriate, you know, appropriate reason, yeah. appropriate indication, have them switch because you don't know what that's going to do. There's obviously no. multiple, you know, potential ways to cause an imbalance there and cause other issues. But, um, but I completely agree. I think, you know, I, you, know, you don't want to mess with medications and you definitely want to highlight um, the different ways you can approach orgasm, you know, without, yeah. uh, so, and sensuality yeah, I, and, and just feeling good sexual energy and however that, however you can manifest that, right. It might not be through orgasm, but it, you can still be turned on. You can still connect with a person. You can still enjoy somebody's body and enjoy and them enjoy yours. Right. You just might have to expand the way you, and, and I, and also it's just that pass fail mentality. I can't have an orgasm, so I can't have sex. I'm, I, you know what I mean? That pass fail right, right. hard line. I felt I was a victim to my own thinking that way for a long time. And, and, and it really, you know, it, it was too bad. That was a lot of years in my life where I thought I was failing. And yeah. I was like, I didn't realize the whole time I was off. I was still, I was enjoying sex <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a, it's really just a shift in perspective that I hope I can help people get to more well, than anything. You definitely didn't fail here, Kate. Uh, you were superb. <laughs> you passed 100%. Uh, all high marks, my friend. Um, again, sure. make sure to check out her OnlyFans. Probably the only educational OnlyFans you're ever going to run into, friends. Uh, <laughs> so make sure that you absorb yeah. that. And it's also probably the only free OnlyFans that you're going to get yeah. a hold of. Uh, so make sure that you check her out on OnlyFans. Make sure that you uh, um, uh, like her on Twitter. Uh, follow her on Twitter. Uh, sign up for her notifications, man. I'm pretty sure there's going to be good stuff yeah. in there. Kate, homie, it really was cool. This was a great conversation. Uh, you were the perfect person to kick this off with. And uh, I, I hope we might be able to call on you in the future um and uh yeah man uh you know uh i just genuinely enjoyed uh the conversation so thank you so much um if you all could give a whole bunch of hearts uh to miss kate here uh i would really appreciate that show her that we love her appreciate her um and thankful that she uh jumped on um and that's going to wrap it up, man, for the very first ever Naughty Show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you enjoyed this, make sure you check out RedLegendStudios.com, where you can find shows like this and many others. Uh, for our token holders of Lore's Little Villains, um, we will be setting up, I think we're going to do July will be the first one, uh, will be the Sneaky Link version of this. Um, and it's going to be a little bit more rated R, I guess you could say. And it's going to be a visual element. We'll be doing that on Zoom. Um, I've got some ideas. Uh, I may have to do a test run with you all just to make sure you're all on board with what I'm ready to uh, to, to deliver here. Um, but dude, I sincerely love you all. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, I appreciate you. If you haven't already, make sure you do mint uh, Lore's Little Vill Villains at redlegendstudios.com. Uh, there's only 777 of them, man, and uh, every token has utility. 125 of them are rare 75 of them are to be on one of my 24 hour shows which i can tell you i only have a few left of me in, in me in my body uh 25 are co-hosts so if i have a wonderful guest like this on and you want to co-host with me you'd be able to do that and 25 are in real life so if you are throwing a get together a, a creeps meetup another meetup for your for your own project um yeah dude hit up lore and i'll pay a portion of that tab kate you were amazing i'm sure you hear that all the time uh stay <laughs> awesome uh we loved having you here, and uh, we hope to speak to you in the future. All right? Have a wonderful all night. Right, bye, guys. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. That wraps it up. Have a great night, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Later, later.